Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyeyi ve mursalin. Muhammedur Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem teslimin kathirin kathirin. Hümme ba'du. Brothers and sisters, this morning I woke up and the first message I saw on my phone was one of my very dear friends from Oman. His name was Javed Dalwai. He passed away. He was in his 50s, perfectly healthy man, just died. Heart failure. And suddenly I want to ask you that question as well. I know in my head I will die. I, mean, I, I never claimed I won't die. But suddenly today after I got this news, I had this very internal feeling that this is real. That one day this will happen to me. We don't know the way, but we ask Allah for shahada. But the point is that this will happen. So I want to ask you this question. Does this come into your minds and hearts? You don't have to answer me. Think for yourself. I know we all believe it. I mean, obviously, you're not crazy. But uh, inside, do we really know that I will die? When I think of Javed, I remember almost the only conversation I've ever heard from him or had from him is about educating of children, of developing leadership characters in children. And he used to use my book on leadership lessons from the life of Rasulullah the Sira book, to run courses of this. So now this is his legacy. His legacy is this figure for the next generation to bring them up and raise them on the way of Rasulullah Wasallam. So question I ask myself, and I request you ask yourself as well. Question I ask myself is when I die, what is the memory that you that will be left from behind with me? If you think of me, what will you think? How will you think? Huh? You'll think something. What will that memory be? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah wa bakhullahu wa rahmahu wa afihi wa afuanhu wa akrim nuzulahu. to give sabr to his family. This is the sum total of our lives. That day which will come. And the thought in my mind from the morning is, Rasulullah said this can happen now. Is that a reality for me? Again, I believe the word of the Nabi Obviously, we don't deny that. But is it real? Is it real as in the sense of for example, COVID. I mean, the idea, the number of lessons, I must write a book about this COVID. The number of lessons which have nothing to do with medicine, the lessons of life that we learned from COVID. We believe there are some people, even till today, they will they walk around with a mask. They will not go anywhere without a mask. They believe so, you know, so, so, so strongly that without a mask, they will die. I'm not arguing about that. If you want to wear a mask, please go ahead. It's your face. What do I care? 
But my point is, is that the level of yaqeen that we have on the word of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where he said that your death can be at any minute, a minute from, and he gave some examples. He gave, he said, if you say salam on the right shoulder, don't imagine that you will complete this salam on the left shoulder. I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? And today this thing was really, very real for me. I mean, Alhamdulillah, it's still there in my heart, but in the morning I can still recall. I told my wife, I said, this is so real for me now. Ajib. So what we must do is, we all have goals. Right? Our goal is to get to Jannah. Our goal is to have a beautiful family. You might say, well, I want to be the best father for my child. I want to be the best mother. I want to have a great career. Whatever it is, right? We all have goals. But very important it is to think of the process by which this goal is going to be reached. If you look at these two things, goals and processes. And if I ask you which is more important, goal or process, right? Now you might say goal, you might say process, but I'm saying that in my view, the process is very, very important because any goal can be reached by multiple ways. Multiple processes. I mean, for example, if you say my goal is to, is to get wealthy, you can get wealthy just selling drugs. Right? Probably one of the fastest ways of getting wealthy. Right? Become a drug dealer. But is that that is the process? How do you become wealthy? By becoming a drug dealer. Is that the right process? So if you focus on the process and you say, I want to focus on the correct process to get to this goal, and then you stick with the process, you continue with the process. The goal is inevitable. The goal is inevitable. There's, there's no way that you can not, that you can miss the goal as long as you are on the right process and you continue, persevere on the process. The reason why most people miss their goals is because they don't persevere long enough. There is a time factor involved, right? It's like a balance. If you are, if you are, it's like a scale. If you are weighing something. You put a 20 kilo weight on something on, on one side and you start putting the you know wheat or grain or rice or corn or something on the other pan. As long as you keep putting the corn in the pan, there is no way that this grain at one point will. The pan will come down and the the, the, the pan with the weight will go up. It has to happen. It's inevitable, right? Provided you keep on putting the grain, that's the main thing. The main thing is, if at any point you give up, you say, okay, you know, I, I, I did like 15 kilos of it, nothing is happening, I am so tired, I, the whole morning I've been working, whole day I've been working, I don't see any result. And that is what happens to probably the majority of people, including in dua. Nabi Sallallahu mentioned this, he said, when you ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, ask with complete yaqeen, and he said, keep asking, your job is to ask. He said, Allah will give in His way at the right time when He wants to give. He said, people don't get because they give up. Right? You make dua for some time and you say, ah, what's the good? I made this dua so many times. I'm not getting it. Leave it. No. Your job is to do dua. So you make dua. Your job is not to worry about is it coming, not coming. That's up to Allah. That's up from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your job is to make dua. And Allah gives us the reward for making dua. dua I mean, meaning you will get a reward for the ibadah. 
So focus on the process and continue with that process with perseverance. Right? Right now we are looking at this whole issue of Philistine. Yesterday somebody asked me, what do you think will happen? I said, what's the point? I don't answer questions like this. First of all, I'm not some prophet or messenger. I'm not getting why. What do I think will happen? My thinking, what does it matter to anybody? I think, I think whatever you think. So I don't answer these questions. And my point is, what are you doing? What am I doing to make that happen? So you might say, well, what can I do? Well, it's not in your or my control to change the minds of the, the, the leaders or the opinion makers or the president of this country or the king of that. That's not in our hands. But in our hand is to do what we can do, which is, for example, protesting. If we do that and we do that sincerely and we continue to do that, that's the very important, that's the most important thing. It's not good to say, oh, you know, I went to one protest, I mean, what's the good, nothing happened. That's like weighing 20 kilos and at 15 kilos saying, I put 15 kilos, nothing happened. Nothing will happen. Nothing is supposed to happen. How can it happen? Until you put the 20th grain, nothing will happen. But it is equally true that once you put that, there is no way this has to happen. This is a, a law of nature. It's a law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is that enough? We don't know. Because in life, it, it, there's no scale, there's no grain, weight and whatnot. Right? This is only an example. In life, we don't know what is that point. But we know that there is a point, which is called a tipping point, we say for a balance. There is a tipping point. It has to happen. There is no way it cannot happen. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the perseverance and to continue with sincerity, with istiqama, in the right way. In the way that pleases Allah Jalla Shanu. Right? So please, don't give up. Continue to work. Continue to work with sincerity. And know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalla who is watching. And when the hisab is taken, this is the mercy of Allah. Allah will not say, did you succeed or fail? No. Allah will say, who are the people there? The malaika, count the number of people there. Hmm? Count the people there. We know the hadith of the Juma, right? What is the hadith of Juma? That there are two malaika at the door of the masjid. Before Salatul Juma, before the Khatib comes on the member, there are two malaika there. They are writing down the names of people entering the masjid. So as long as you enter the masjid, before that time, your name is written, your name is written in that list. Alhamdulillah. But once the Imam says, Salam Alaikum, khalas, that they shut the book and they come inside. Now in the mercy of Allah, Allah did not say, no, 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 leave them. Whose salah was the best? Who had the best khushu? Whose salah is that? Allah is not counting all this. Alhamdulillah. This is the min, min, uh, you know, the ghina min Allah ta'ala, with the generosity of Allah. As long as he enters the masjid, khalas, he accepted. Right? So our job is what? Get inside there. Come to the masjid in time. Don't, don't wait till the end. Before the imam comes on to the member, you should be inside the masjid. This is your job. Your job is not to worry about anything. You just get into the masjid before this. So similarly, in this case, our job is to do our job. Don't worry about is it happening, not happening, what is the effect, what is not the effect. That's not your, Allah has not given you that responsibility. Why do you want to put it on your head? Right? If Allah had given that responsibility, what would you have done? What would I have done? Nothing. We can't do anything. We are, we are helpless. So Allah has not given that responsibility. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you go show up. Our job is to show up. So show up. 
Don't make excuses. Don't say this happened, that happened, it was raining, it was snowing. No. Somebody sent me a, yesterday a picture of a protest in Norway. They said the temperature is minus 40 Celsius. Work out the Fahrenheit for that. 40 below zero. And that man says, it looks like the entire population of Norway is on the street. He said, that freezing cold did not stop the people from coming out of the house. And believe me, Norway is not filled with Muslims. Huh? If there were that many people on that street, I can guarantee you that the majority of them were not Muslim. Because there are not, there, there, I mean, I'm not saying that no there are some Muslims, but Norway is not a Muslim majority country. So if you've got a whole bunch of people on the street, it is absolutely certain that the majority of them are not Muslim. In that freezing cold, they're not saying, you know, what is the point? Norway is somewhere in the north, <laughs> freezing, biting cold, what's happening in philosophy? No, 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 no. My job is to show up. So show up. That's it. Your job is to show up. If I don't show up, then I have, I have not done my job. Simple as that. What happens, what doesn't happen, that's not my problem. My problem is to show up. Right? So let us show up. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jala jala to count us among those who showed up. And to reward us along with those he rewards for showing up. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover our faults and to cover our, uh, our inabilities in, in, in and to grant us from his glory and majesty and to help us in ways that we cannot imagine.